And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Hey, uh, I, I like to start these shows off somehow differently each time. So um, I like to put off the preliminaries of uh, when you can hear us and where you can hear us and how you can hear us and supporting this program financially as well as the, the time of uh, listening to that still small voice. I'll tell you what, I'm going to hold off on that because today's program I think you're really going to enjoy. I know I am because of my own personal experiences with this particular genre, but uh, among other things, we have a very special guest on the program. Well, quite honestly, we always have a special guest on this program. They're all special, and Amy Sinha is no exception. All the way from the UK, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Tell Me Your Story and uh, sharing your story and the things that have brought you here to us. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, you are a musician, among other things. You're a singer. Yeah. We're going to um, be featuring uh, some of your songs during the program today, and I'm hoping that our listeners will enjoy those. I know I did, and uh, will continue to do so. Uh, now, these are just three. I would assume you have, what, how many albums? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have one album. One so album. That has about, okay. Yeah, that has about 10 songs, uh, and then I have three singles. And then I also actually collaborated uh, with a record label in New York, so we put out a single as well. Uh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh, but music is uh, something that has allowed you to transform your life, which seems as though for many musicians today, and I have to say, I'm not a musician, but I can at least say that I am a singer-songwriter for one. I have one song. I, I have a Aww. whopping one song. <laughs> <laughs> but it is written as your music is written from your own personal experiences uh, your emotions, uh, and the process that you've got, the transformational process that you've gone through, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it has. Especially my first album was, uh, probably actually my first album was a little bit different than you'd find. They were just literally like thoughts from my head and I just wanted to put them out there. And the, the other, um, apart from that, my singles, they were definitely my feelings. So I kind of, I guess I kind of graduated from thoughts to feelings, mm -hmm. uh, which is probably a little bit of a strange way of doing it, but it kind of worked. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the other aspect of it too, is that, um, you, you make yourself extremely vulnerable. I mean, there are millions and millions of people, maybe billions who are all connected up in social media hmm. and a lot of times they will take pictures that will reveal you know they'll people will see their background they'll see where they are they'll see what they're going through they'll see them and there will be i guess what they call the the trolling okay uh yeah. those those uh, knuckleheads who think that uh, uh well actually i think that uh, those knuckleheads are are they feel inferior so they've got to take somebody else down with them uh hmm. but when you put yourself out there like that, um, that that has to have been initially, and maybe still is. It's got to be a little, a little scary, a little unnerving, because now people know. Oh my God, this is Amy. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, you know, when I first started doing it, I didn't think about it because, especially when I was younger. I'm showing my age here, but we didn't have social media. So everything 
that I experienced was there, right there in person. But now that social media has come about, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I've had, mostly I've had extremely positive, you know, experiences, but there have been some negative experiences, especially on um, Facebook and YouTube, which I I did used to let it affect me. I'm not going to lie about that. I did used to take it personally. And then I just reached a stage where I just like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. So I deleted my Facebook fan page or my Facebook page, which had probably about five, 6,000 people following me because of the messages that I got. And not all of them were nice, as in they were from men and they were very, um, not nice actually very sexualized and I, I just didn't know I got overwhelmed with dealing with it because I didn't want to come across like I wasn't answering but then I didn't want to, to message all of these random people that I didn't know and it became too much that I had to delete that and kind of start again uh, but now that I've come at it in a fresh fresh approach I'm I kind of I kind of know I don't let things bother me as much and mm. I know how to deal with it more blocking is a great thing that I never really appreciated before or maybe they didn't have that tool beforehand so I like the block block right. tool. <laughs> well you know um first of all there are artists uh songwriters singers musicians you know whatever the category you want who uh it's easy to tell what the genre is that they're in, yeah. the category. And I know there are some artists who don't want to be categorized, and they work real hard <laughs> to to produce non-categorical music or, yeah. or, or material, if you will. Where does yours fall, if it can be defined? Yeah. You know what? I never tried hard not to fit into a, spe- a particular genre. It just happened. But um, I think I put mine, oh gosh, I guess um, a bit of jazz, a bit of pop. Later on, definitely a bit of country, a bit of country rock. Um, so I think it kind of kind of extends all genres. It depends on the person, I think. I like to leave it to people. Mm-hmm. I know that, you, you know, platforms like to categorize and put it in particular genres because that's easy for them. But I, I really do think that people need to make their own judgment about that. I don't like categorizing or fitting into a particular genre. We're going to take a, a break here to listen to one of your songs, and uh, I would love for you to share with us uh, the story, if you can, behind You Make Me Believe. Yeah, I, you know what? I really love this song because um, I haven't really been that successful in on the romantic part of my life. Um, so when this song came into my head, I was actually quite excited that I, actually write, I could actually write an upbeat happy love song um so the story behind that i think i was actually just feeling happy at the time and i was just maybe feeling blessed and yeah this is this is where that song came from and i remember making a jazz version out of this song and it just did not work and then when i just made a country more of a country version it just kind of seemed to fit in because it has that storytelling with it as well so Mm. that that kind of this is my happy probably one of my only happy upbeat Love songs. There's one other, but this is one. Well, we want to thank you for sharing your music with us here on the program. And a reminder, we're talking with Amy Sinha. AmySinha.com is the website. And uh, actually, I believe that, uh, yeah, that is correct. AmySinha.com. And that's S-I-N-H-A. S-I-N-H-A, the last name, and Amy, A-M-Y. So uh, we want you to stay with us here on Tell Me Your Story. 
This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan. She is Amy Sinha, and I hope that you are enjoying the program today. We're going to bring you several songs of hers. And are these from your latest album or just no, singles? they're just separate singles. Just separate singles. And are there videos that accompany these? In other words, uh, would people be able to say, go to YouTube and key in the words and, and Amy Sinha and see the, the video? Is anything yet? Um, not for this one, but for the other two, there are videos on YouTube. All right. Yeah. Well, hopefully on our YouTube channel, we will insert those videos so that people can uh, they can watch and uh, get a get a closer look as they also can watch these programs. These programs called Tell Me Your Story on the YouTube channel. Tell Me Your Story, Richard Dugan. I hope that you will uh, go there to uh, um, see Amy and yours truly. Listen to her music. I hope you enjoy it and go to her website, which is amysinha.com. That's a-M-Y-S-I-N-H-A dot com. I wanted to ask you before we um, listen to another one of your songs about the process. The song that I wrote, so far one, uh, took me uh, from beginning to end probably four months, maybe longer. I've heard stories, of course, from some of my favorite musicians where uh, I was on a ski lift and I wrote the whole song down on a napkin going up the ski lift at Tahoe or wherever or in, or in Aspen. Uh, but what is, uh, what is the process for you writing? And obviously, this is your career. So it's something that you have to keep doing. Whereas I, I, that's not my career. I just was doing it as actually part of, uh, it was therapeutic for me. It was part of my therapy going through the, the what I've been going through. Uh, and it was very helpful. So I'm curious as to your process when, I don't know, do you have to put out X number of songs or are you just doing this at your leisure and it, they, when they come, they come? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, moving on. No, go ahead. Please share with us. <laughs> well, I actually started um, writing poetry um, back in university. So after that, I did used to write poetry, but I then graduated on to writing rhyming poetry, and I would just test myself. I'd pick a subject, and then I would see what poem I could write that would rhyme and how good it would be. So I'd pick various uh, topics. I even did um, I, I won, when my nephew was born, it was called um, something about the piano. Um, so I was trying to write a child's poem. And then when I started writing songs, I found that came into play. So I'd pick a topic, I'd write lyrics, I'd write the first verse, and then I'd go to the piano um, and write the melody for it. And then as soon as I got that, I'd put the chords to it. And actually, it used to come quite quickly for me so I think my first song that I ever wrote I kind of wrote it in about a couple of hours um with the lyrics and the melody and then I would say probably over a week I would kind of go over it and then kind of make it better and you know change the words to match what I was trying to say so that's kind of the process that I use so I, I do do it fairly quickly if it doesn't come fairly quickly I wonder if I'm supposed to be writing it uh, that kind of is is my process, especially especially if the lyrics don't come too mm -hmm. easily. If it if I'm struggling to write the lyrics, then it's the wrong lyrics that I'm trying to write. So the lyrics come first, and if they come easily, then I will sit down and write the melody, and then the song just kind of comes to it. So it does it does come quite quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. Do you collaborate with anyone? Because 
with my songwriting experience, and I was fortunate when I was growing up, going through high school, uh, grade school even, in high school, <clears throat> uh, I never really learned to read music say proficiently, but I knew where the, the, the C and D and E and F on the, on the music, I want to say the bass and treble, uh, lines, um, would go. And I actually amazed my, uh, my facilitator in the process of writing the song. She's, she was amazed. My God, you, you know where those notes go. I, I always have to teach people about that, or I just avoid <laughs> teaching them so we can just get on with the business of writing the song. Um, so I, I had enough knowledge there. But do you um, have somebody that supports you or encourages you? And uh, I'm going this direction with this. My facilitator only encouraged me to think of certain things um, in my life to incorporate into the song. Mm. Um, She never offered words unless after I had written the line, she suggested a word instead of that word, use this word. See how that Mm. sounds. If you like that word that you chose, stick with it because it's your song. Um, Whereas I know a lot of people, they do it all by themselves. And I'm wondering, too, uh, you ever have a thesaurus nearby (laughs) to try to find the right the right word that rhymes with the the two lines before so that it, yeah. it sounds the way you want it to sound. Yeah, no, I actually do it all by myself. You're right there. I kind of, when I write something, it's kind of like the skeleton of it. So then I pick random words that mm-hmm. rhyme. And then, as I said, I'll go back and make it actually make sense and pick a different rhyming word if it, if it needs be. So I kind of do, I kind of think my brain is, is such that I think and think and think and I will sit there for hours to come up with something that means actual, actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, my laptop's at hand if I need to, you know, think of any lines that like I just like Google, what does this mean or something that rhymes with this. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I have people around me that kind of make me think, but they're more like family and friends and I kind of bounce off kind of ideas that I could have but as far as the songwriting I do tend to I do tend to do it by myself you just spend uh, spend your time uh quietly and what some people would refer to as their some might say their their lonely writer's garret <laughs> yes I do find that helps I don't like um noise behind me when I'm trying to write yeah. it kind of distracts me so I do have to sit in silence so for my brain to actually fully comprehend and, and work up well, what I'm doing as we um, uh, take another pause to listen to another one of your songs, and this particular one, I'd like for you to share the, the backstory on Need You Here. Yeah, well, you know, I'm talking about my first happy song. This was my second happy song <laughs> today. <laughs> um, and this one, I was watching, I got a little bit obsessed, actually, with Nashville, the TV show. And I was kind of in that headspace, and I've always wanted to write a duet. So I was thinking, okay, I really want to write a duet. And this one, I think, again, I was in a happy place. (laughs) And I have to kind of mark that out because it doesn't happen very often, where as far as my love life is concerned. But I was in a very happy place and and these lyrics just came to me. And yeah, it was a duet. And and I have to give thanks to the guitarist, John Sudbury, um, who kind of made it come to life with his guitar. You know, I think singers, especially singers, think that it's all about them and, you know, it's, it's, what you can bring but when I for 
since I can remember, I've worked with musicians and the benefit with working with musicians since you were young means that you take into account what they can bring. And no man is an island and the singers cannot do it alone. And it's the musicians as well who you play with that bring a lot to the table. So I have to give thanks to to him and 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 the producer of the track as well for what they brought to it. And I think it just and this this one I actually made a video for, and this is actually on YouTube. So, yeah. Well, we'll uh, show that video as people uh, sit and listen to this latest uh, work by Amy Sinha, and this is you uh, need you here. I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story: New Paradigms for a New World, and we want you to stay here as we listen to Amy.
Amy Sinha is my guest. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. This is Tell Me Your Story, and we're listening to the music of uh, Amy Sinha, and the music is also available through amysinha.com. That's A-M-Y-S-I-N-H-A.com. We will be linked to your website, Amy, so people can uh, go straight there as they're listening or watching, listening to or watching uh, these interviews, uh, listening to them on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as watching them on YouTube. We hope that the folks will subscribe to uh, uh, either uh, or both of the um, uh, outlets for uh, Tell Me Your Story. And also link to, and maybe even bookmark as well, amysinhouse.com. And uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, the, 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 the whole aspect, it seems as though, of many songs, uh, most songs, it's I guess, uh, has to do with relationships. Um, and obviously the first two that we've listened to on this program have to do with your experiences with relationships, right? Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about one of the most important, not the most necessarily, although some might consider it so, relationships that one can have in one's life. And that is the relationship that one has with oneself. Talk to us about, and this kind of, this also goes to the aspect, uh, as I mentioned earlier, of being a part of, what we encourage people to be a part of is the decade of perfect vision, uh, which is the 2020s, where we ask people to go within and listen to that still, small voice and find that quiet, peaceful place where they can re-relax, they can recharge their batteries, so to speak, and listen to and get encouragement and support and insight and education and wisdom and so forth from that voice. How, how does that play in not just your life, but in, in your writing? being introspective in 2020. <laughs> um, well, gosh, I played a lot. I mean, um, you know, I've gone through a lot of stuff when I was young. I suffered from a lot of disabilities. So that in turn affected my confidence and it, it affected how my musical career transpired in general. I mean, I don't think because of my lack of confidence, I wasn't as out there as I could have been. I didn't put myself out there as if I hadn't you know, suffered from all of these things. And my relationship with myself has been um, very turbulent and tricky over the years and, well, not very, not very happy, I have to, you know, I have to say. But that's me, you know, that, that's me. So when, I, when I've written my music and the first things that I wrote was thoughts because I found it hard to express emotions and feelings. So, but by expressing my thoughts, that was a step, a step in the right direction to these thoughts and feelings that you see people write about. You see, you know, singing songwriters always, I mean, I always say about singing songwriters, they, whenever I used to see them, they were quite depressing because they'd be there with a the guitar and literally they'd be like, like really sad songs, like the melodies would just be like, really like, oh my gosh. You want to kind of like <laughs> have an alcoholic drink or something. So I always, I, I never wanted to be like that. I always thought, no, I don't want to do that. So um, I always felt the need to kind of be not put on because 
when it comes to other people, when I'm with other people, I'm kind of upbeat and positive anyway. So that's just a natural, it is natural. It is who I am. It is a part of who I am. So it was just putting that part out in my songwriting. And these, these songs that you're playing now was kind of, kind of not the end because I haven't finished. Don't get me wrong. So, but they're, they're kind of on my, um, on my journey to, to become who I am. And over the past, over the course of the past year, I have, started to fully embrace who I am so now when it comes to writing songs I think I would do an even better job than what I've done before well I have to say that uh, I, I'm I was thrilled when we made contact uh, and um, began this process of uh, setting this interview up because uh, everybody is going through what they're going through I mean you know it's it just is and whether you want to say they're going through it because of uh, what I like to refer to as the COVID era, okay, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. whatever stressors there are in one's life, whatever challenges. Um, and in your case, you have an outlet, and that's your music. Yeah. Uh, do you find that when you're uh, writing these songs, uh, that and then and then performing them, or or let's just say you you recording them to start with, just recording them to start with, mm -hmm. uh, that <clears throat> you feel a release that 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 is uh, okay i've 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 stepped up another step you know on these yeah. uh, on this multiple on whether it's a ladder or these steps going up to wherever it is you're going um where we're all kind of going is that does does that come through to you and you say, ah i can let that go now <laughs> yeah it is like it is i guess like ticking boxes isn't it of all the things that you want to do so people make a list of you know, everything that they want to do in their life, even though they don't know what it is they want to do until maybe the next box that they've ticked and then they get the idea to do something else. And I think that everything is a journey. Um, and I think what I've gone through, especially with the musical side, has been a journey. I never thought I was good at writing songs. I used to avoid them as much as possible until I felt like I had no option. Because if you're just a singer, you're just a singer and there is nowhere to go because there are thousands of singers all over the world and you're trying yeah. to compete. So that really kind of makes you feel a little bit depressed and you're at a standstill going, OK, what do I do now? But then as a songwriter, it takes you up a notch because then you become a bit unique and you've got a unique selling point that people can grab hold of and go, all right, that's Amy. That, I, I recognize that rather than just, oh, that's Amy's voice. These are Amy's songs. And it kind of, it does, it makes you feel good. It makes me feel good that people did that and recognized my songs um, and actually recognize my lyrics. And every time they'd like, would say something, you go, that's part of your lyrics. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, well, I didn't mean it to be, but yeah, that, that's coming out. So I think that everything is a progression in life. And if you're not progressing, there's something a little bit, yeah, maybe you have to take stock and go, well, why am I, do I feel like I'm not progressing and kind of put things into practice to kind of, kind of, kind of pat yourself on the back and go, no, I've done that. I'm proud that I've done that. Okay. What's next? Um, I want to, you know, do the next thing that I can be and kind of, it's not settling for who you are right now and kind of striving to be better. Yeah. And that's, what I've always tried to do. And it's for myself, nobody else. It's striving to be better for myself. So I can, at the end of the day, go, I've done something new to be proud of. Okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do something more. I'm yeah. going to do something more. Yeah, reach for the stars or reach for another planet, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> well, and I take the same tack myself uh, in my career. 
and just in life in general, the radio stations that I've worked for, I've often been asked, uh, have you heard what the other, what the competition is doing? And I said, absolutely. No, I have no clue. So what do you mean? What do you, why not? Don't you want to, you know, uh, get, 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 uh, get above them? I said, well, I suppose, but my goal isn't to compete with them. My goal is to compete with yesterday, us. Are we better today than we were yesterday? And how do we make us better tomorrow than we are today? And that doesn't mean that today was terrible, you know, because there's always room for improvement. And the same thing with me uh, and and what I do in just living my life. You know, there's there's you know, someone challenged me not long ago. I'm curious about your observation of this. About. All of the mistakes that you've made, Richard. How about that? To talk about the mistakes you've made. And I don't know exactly. Well, I kind of know where this came from. This wisdom. Um, higher place. Not from my mind. I said, I've never made any mistakes. I've learned. What you call mistakes, I call learning experiences. And then I had to take that to the next level because... Um, I started thinking about that in the context of forgiveness. Now, I certainly believe that we need to forgive one another, you know, uh, as the as the uh, Lord's Prayer, you know, forgive those who trespass against you, you know. Um, and um, yet if you didn't, if I did, haven't made any mistakes in my life, then I don't need to forgive myself. I don't need to waste my time, energy about forgiving myself and holding on to those things, I learned. I grew. That's why we go to school, right? That's why we're taught different things. And um, so I still encourage people to forgive one another. And if you're not at that space where you can say, oh, okay, those were all learning experiences. I Okay, I, I then go ahead and forgive yourself because you're okay. Uh, do you have you found that to be uh, a, a, a source of of inspiration, if you will? Yeah, and I think that if you don't make mistakes, as you said, you'll never learn. But I think the only mistake you can make is by not learning and constantly <laughs> making those same mistakes again, which we all do. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 this is going to be different. And no, actually, you're doing the same thing, isn't it? So you do the same thing. How can you expect a different outcome? So absolutely. I mean, mistakes are not really mistakes. They yeah. are a way of progressing in life mm-hmm. and making things better. It's true. If you don't know what you don't like or what you shouldn't be doing, then you'll never know what you do like and and the best ways to do it. And and I think we, we're such a society that we like to compete against each other, yeah. you know, at school, you know, running um, exams and things like that to always be the best. But what they really should, and I think they're starting to teach it in schools now, and it's just kind of competing against yourself and it's being better than you were in your last exam or, you know, you can do better for the next exam. So I think if we concentrated on ourselves more and stopped judging other people, which I know celebrity culture will love us to do, isn't it? To judge those celebrities. And I was I was reading, um, um, was it Sex and the City um follow-up just like that I think Kristen Davis has had well she's been rumored to have um, plastic surgery and everyone she's getting a backlash at it 
But then again, but she's of a woman of a certain age. Now, we all know women of certain ages get fired because they're not looked on as attractive. So you've got, especially in Hollywood, the culture to look young. So, I mean, you're going to have a go at people like that. And I think that we just stop doing that and just embrace people for what they want to do. They want to have plastic surgery. They want to have plastic surgery. That's fine. If you don't, you don't. I think stop judging other people and start judging ourselves and, and focusing more on where how we can be better mm. and how we can be better towards other people and not non-judgmental towards other people. I think society would be a much happier place. When we uh, come back from listening to this next song, I would like for you to share with us a little more about yourself and your background, but I'll uh, point the questions in that direction. But tell us about this song, In My Mind. Yeah, so you know what I have to say, this is probably one of the most, my, one of my favorite songs that I've written because I think I was suffering from a bit of depression about that time. It lasts for quite some time. But this song I wrote when I was coming out of it and, and I think it's the most relatable one because people really can understand. I mean, nobody is happy 100% of the time. No matter you try, you know, there are circumstances that just won't allow it. You just feel insecure and you know, nothing is going right. And, and I think it's important to know that everyone goes through those times. And it's important to also know that you can come out of it, even if it's just a little, little step at a time. And, and this song reflects everything that I was thinking and going through and the fact that there is hope, even how minute there is hope. So kind of like grab it. <laughs> Yeah, Amy Sinha is my guest, and we're going to listen to In My Mind. She's all the way from the U.K. talking to us here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, and I certainly hope that you enjoy what you're about to hear here on Tell Me Your Story. Maybe this time it's something that I should feel 
This is Tell Me Your Story. She is Amy Sinha. AmySinha.com is the website. Of course, we are linked to her website as well. And uh, Amy, it is a, a real pleasure to have you here on the program and sharing your music and your story. Tell us a little bit about your background. First of all, <clears throat> this program, of course, is designed uh, with new paradigms for a new world of giving people choices and knowledge of those choices. Uh, if they don't know those choices exist, well, then how are they going to choose them? And that's why I'm a firm believer in education, not just formal, but uh, all around education, just continually learning. And that's what we are doing. Uh, even when we're relaxing, we are learning. Oh, this is how we relax. Okay, well, I'm going to do more of this. Uh, what philosophy were you raised in as a child? And how has that changed over the years to where you are now talking with us? Yeah, so I come from an Indian family, an Indian background, and oh. we, um, we do believe that in everything is meant to be, in destiny, in karma, you know, what you do in your last life will affect what happens in your next life. Um, but that the way of, of thinking about destiny can be a little bit limiting. Um, but I kind of, my, my, my philosophy has changed over the years after everything that I've been through, after everything that I've read. I've read a lot of spiritual books and I've come to kind of a different understanding now where we do have choice and everything uh, can change if you believe it can change. Everything is in about belief, but the belief system, if you believe it to be true, it is true, but you have the choice to believe something different. So every day can be different if you put the steps towards that as well. So, yeah, that is my, my philosophy now. My new philosophy. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I apologize. That's okay. Yeah, no, that is that is my new philosophy. <laughs> well, I will tell you that uh, I, I find it interesting. You say you, you were raised in an Indian family. We're obviously speaking of India, correct? Yeah. Um, how has how has that influenced your uh, your spiritual life to this day? Is it still a part of that, or have you uh, like I was born and raised Catholic? And I haven't turned away from the church. I'm just no longer practicing. Uh, but mm. there's much of it. I love the mysticism. I consider myself a metaphysician. And um, so I'm curious about, uh, about those kinds of influences. Are they still with you today? Yes, they are. I mean, my family moved to the UK. I was born here. So we weren't really strict. Like we didn't go to the temple and we didn't adhere to all of the festivals. There's like a hundred festivals every year celebrating every god yeah. <laughs> that exists in the Hindu religion. So it would take a lot of our time probably. We wouldn't do any work. But um, I still obviously, most of my family are out there and I still love, you know, celebrating when and when they do and looking at pictures. I don't do those things now. I can, I'm not, I consider myself to be more of a spiritualist. Um, but I do like learning about other religions and I like taking what I like about the best bits about other religions and then incorporating them into my life as well as the Hindu religion. But I like to I like to look at all of them because you'll find that a lot coincide with each other. A lot of different religions have kind of you go through the same things at the same time of year. Their philosophies might be different, but um, it's kind of all the same. I kind of look at like most of what people believe to be kind of, you know, it's all founding from the same, from the same source, so to speak. But yeah, no, I do. I do. You know, I love, I'm very open-minded. I love learning about different things, why people believe different things and whether I want to incorporate them is, you know, whether I believe that they will be helpful in my life. And if so, then yes, I will. <laughs> mm. 
Well, uh, you know, it's, it is interesting, the influences that we have uh, that we encounter throughout our lives. And one of the things, and, and you, you alluded to this a little bit earlier as well. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I only use this, this random number because I don't know the real number. But I wouldn't be here talking with you if it weren't for the thousands of people that have been involved in my life for the 61 years I've been on this planet. And you, you gave so much credit to the musicians and your, the, the gentleman who sang the duet with you in a, the mm-hmm. previous song we listened to and so forth. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that we've kind of lost our appreciation for the contributions that people have made in our yeah. lives. Maybe not so much you and I, but our society. And mm-hmm. I find that that's something that we kind of need to get back to because that's part of what makes us who we are. That's our community, right? Well, I just find that everyone wants credit. They want sole credit for things. Yeah. They want to be center of attention. But I find that, again, that comes in competition. You know, you want to be the best. You want to be the greatest. You want to stand out. But you forget that you're not, you don't get where you are by you alone. You get where you are by other people and learning experiences. I mean, again, no man is an island. You can't learn if you're on your own. I mean, it's just, it's not how it works. So you have to encounter people along the way that, yes, they give good experiences, they give bad experiences, but the bad experiences are good as well because it teaches you a lot you know it teaches you a lot about yourself I was thinking the other day that you only know the character of someone is when something bad happens when you have to go through you know a struggle I mean everyone is great when the good times are rolling you know everybody's like wants to appreciate you and you know like be your friend but then as soon as bad things happen it's kind of somehow you're on your own and you're friendless so I think it, it teaches you a lot and other people teach you a lot. And I love meeting new people because they all have a different story and they all have something that they can teach you. So I say that, you know, when you're meeting people, no matter how significant they play a role in your life, they're always important. And we should always give credit to people who teach us or who add things to our lives. So that's why, yes, I contribute. I give major props to all the musicians out there who support, you know, these artists, these solo artists, because they would not be able to do it by themselves. They would not, people wouldn't pay to go see them by backing tracks, you know, pay made like Taylor Swift. I mean, you're not going to have, you know, her singing to backing tracks. You've got live musicians out there, dancers, people who are with them, you know, the company, they can't do it by themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you, you can't do it alone. We can't, do, we can't exist alone. In yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that. And, and I certainly hope that people do sort of get that message that, hey, it's, it's, it is something that uh, you have to, you have to uh, put, uh, put in the proper perspective because without that proper perspective, it's like I've had the universe has been very good to me in that it has helped me to stay humble because when I get a little too, as I use the phrase, get a little too big from a britches, the -hmm. universe has a way of, you know, uh, sizing me down and, and, and in a good way, in a gentle way, but still a way that says, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've done this, you've done that, you've done the other. 
but you have to just calm it down. <laughs> I think everybody needs that. So whether you've got people in your life that actually will bring you back down to earth when your head gets just, you know, starts getting uh, a little bit too big or, and I think that's why, you know, the kind of not so nice things happen to people. It is kind of the universe's way of saying, okay, just take a little bit of stock of where your life is at and, and how you want to proceed. Um, but I think the universe is very helpful if you want it to be. If you want um, it to be. You, yeah, if you yeah. want it to be. I know, you know, if you believe in God, people blame God when things go wrong. But when things go right, they're like, praise be, you know, God is great. <laughs> yeah. But other than, other than that, it's like, oh, God, why do you hate me so much? What have I done that's so bad? Instead of actually taking responsibility for yourself. And maybe it's not God. God just wants you to be you and just to do great things. So why are you blaming him? when things don't go to plan that you have it in mind and it's just being aware you know you you do we all have the responsibility so maybe we actually just take that responsibility and move forward and i think that maybe we we won't look as if we we don't have control we all have control over our lives so just proceed as as that and stop blaming other people for mm. things that go wrong Amy Sinha is my guest here on Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you for staying with us here on the program as we continue talking with singer-songwriter. Uh, you have a lot of other things that are going on in your life as well uh, in terms of your career. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I did a bit of presenting. I kind of, um, while I was doing the singing, I had access to a lot of jazz musicians, actually from all over the world. They came to this little place, this one here in South Wales, and I managed to interview some really amazing artists and make a YouTube channel. And then also over the past year and a half, I've gone into voiceovers. So now I'm also a voiceover artist. But that doesn't mean that I'm not a singer as well, because I use that as well in my voiceovers. Um, a lot of people request for singers as well as um, on my normal voice. Um, but I can do many voices as well as accents. Um, so which has helped. My singing has helped kind of. So I've kind of evolved from uh, singing to speaking and kind of vice versa. It's kind of incorporated into each other. You know, uh, there are some artists, some singers who have accents such as yours. Now, you probably don't think you have an accent because the people you're yeah. around all the time sound just like you. So it's the same thing here in the States. You know, uh, no, I don't have an accent unless I go somewhere else. And they say, oh, you have an American accent. How nice. Um, but what I find fascinating is people who do have a pronounced accent. When they sing, I don't know where it goes, but it's not there. They're not all of them. Not all. Uh, for example, yeah. uh, one of my favorite artists, Adele. Yeah. When she sings, you can hear her accent. Mm. But I don't hear it you when you're singing. Either no. that or I'm not listening hard enough. <laughs> I think when I, when I started to sing, again, this is back in the day, where accents weren't very popular, especially when you've got newsreaders, you've got local newsreaders. They didn't want, like I, I've come from Wales, I've grown up in Wales, and they didn't predominantly want a Welsh accent. So they kind of drummed it out of you. So when I was learning to sing, when I was doing speaking verse and prose, it was like, you can't speak in that kind of dialect. You have to speak in a general English. And that's what my accent is. It's a general English. So it's not a posh Queen's accent. It's not a Welsh accent, even though I can do a Welsh accent. It's just kind of your natural general English accent. And so then when I, I was doing my singing, again, with the American accent, I can sing an American accent, but it's not your 
typical American accent because, and this is no disrespect to American singers at all, but you, they kind of have a nasal kind of tone mm-hmm. where you find Mariah Carey, you, feel, you know, you do see it a lot. Um, and so I kind of don't really like that. So I kind of moved away from that mm-hmm. and, and to not sing with that kind of an accent. So it's training yourself. But these days, it's okay. It's great to have an accent. People want to know where you're from. So right. it's kind of popular. So I guess people stick with it. And I think it's just the times. It's just where we are, just in general. I mm. think. Well, you know, I, I, I come from a lot of different places. And Ireland is one of those that I like to go to quite often, you know. Uh. Uh, of course, I can jump right into. Well, I'm thanking you very much for calling the the, the call center today, and it's wonderful that you are <laughs> here. I love I love playing with voices. Uh, love cartoons. Would love to do uh, voiceover animation. Uh, mm. So I mean, I I uh, one of my favorites uh, that I listen to here in the states. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Hank Hill, and uh, I deal in propane and propane accessories. I just have fun with it, and it's it's uh, you know I, actually one of my first voices back in the '80s when I was working for a a Christian station. They wanted me to do this commercial for a natural foods store that was opening up, and they they had this bread, and and I came up with this old man uh, you know who loved uh, sliced bread uh, made uh, made to order. You know what I mean? And uh, can then you throw a little bit of that other thing in there? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and it's fun to do. It really is. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah, it is. It is fun. Even if I get it completely wrong. Like, <laughs> like, I don't care. It's fine. I'm enjoying doing this. Yeah, no, it is fun. And I think people, um, it, it brings you out of yourself, you know, especially with people who have kids. They want to read the stories and they do the, you know, the different character voices. And I think that's kind of where it starts, isn't it? And I think actors find that. They just become more free. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've become more free these days. I think with singing, I didn't allow myself to become more free, but definitely with the voiceovers, I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I am thanking so much for calling today, and we'll be back to you next week. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the program and for sharing your story and your music. People can hear more of your music, obviously, either on YouTube or on your website, which is amysinhow.com, and we will be linked to that website as well. This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Amy Sinhow is my guest. AmySinhow.com is the website, and we've been listening to her and her music on this particular edition of Tell Me Your Story. Amy, I have three final questions that I like to ask all of my guests. You may have addressed them to some degree during the interview, uh, but I like to ask them directly. And um, I realize that we haven't covered uh, everything that uh, we could be covering here. I'd love to have you come back again to talk more, and maybe we can share some more of your music uh, with our listeners and viewers. Uh, But again, thank you so much for uh, being with us here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. What are your three final questions? My three final questions are coming in just a moment. But first, I have to talk to you, the listener and the viewer. And thank you for listening and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Amy's getting anxious uh, or nervous. I'm not sure which. Uh, But she uh, and she's staying right where she is. Uh, But I want to let you know that you can hear these programs on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m 
a.m., 9 a.m. on Wednesday mornings with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. And we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. We also encourage you to go to Sound, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and other uh, platforms across the Internet to listen to the podcast, the full interview. Hope you'll do that. You can also watch these interviews on YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube and type in Tell Me Your Story and Richard Dugan. Just make sure that you're listening to the Tell Me Your Story channel with the guy with the hat. Okay? And then uh, we encourage you, if you can do so, we would love to have your financial support to keep this program, uh, take care of the expenses, because there are those. And uh, any amount is appreciated. And we have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. I like PayPal being the middleman or woman or person or whatever. Uh, but anyway, when you go to send, put in my email address, richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And um, we'll take energetic support as well. And please participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. Spend that time going within and listening to that still small voice and just being, okay, in that quiet, still, calm, peaceful place. Okay? Okay. Amy, I won't, uh, I won't belabor the, uh, the, the time any further. The first of my three questions. Who is Amy Sinha? <laughs> oh, God. Um, here we go, like all day. No, okay, Amy Sinha. Okay, Amy Sinha is a unique but positive person that hope to spread individuality on a mass scale to just make the world become more happier. <laughs> Off the top of my head. Number two, what? <laughs> uh, the second question is, what is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I want to achieve, okay, I'm going to be a little bit selfish now. I want to achieve happiness for myself because I think that if I'm happy, then the world will be happy rather than if I'm not happy, then my negativity will spread, you know, one person as a knock-on effect. So from what I'm doing now, I, I'm trying to, you know, I've, I've, I've just suffered a lot through the years and a lot of depression as well related to everything. So I just want to be happy on a daily basis and, and meet new people and hopefully they'll be happy too. <laughs> and my final question, what is your life's purpose? Oh God, you know what? I was doing a course at the beginning of the year and that was the question. What is my life's purpose? <laughs> Gosh, um, you know, I'm not sure I have any answer than I did back then but I think my life's purpose I think I think my life's purpose has changed as I've gotten older and I've experienced more and I've learned to understand what I'm about um I think I think it would be when you meet me I mean I am I mean I'm quite small so I stand out whether I want to stand out or not um unfortunately or fortunately <laughs> um, so I think my life's purpose is to maybe um alert people to the fact that there are different people out there and I know that a lot of people can say that but I am very unique and there is no no two of 
Amy. Otherwise, the universe would implode in itself and no one would survive. <laughs> so <laughs> it is it is to just teach people about differences and acceptance and, and that just because bad things happen, it doesn't mean you have to be a negative person. Mm. It means that you can spread positivity and be happier than yourself. So I think that is in a nutshell from what I can think of right now. That is my last purpose. <laughs> Well, we thank you again for joining us, and we hope that you will continue to make your voice heard and speak your truth through your music, and we hope that you will share it again with us here on Tell Me Your Story in the future. Thank you so much for having me. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.